Podcast Answer Man, episode number 102. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Today, I'm going to be bringing to you a talk that I gave at a podcasting conference known as PodCamp, specifically PodCamp Nashville. Tell you a little bit about what my thoughts were, and then I'll play for you the entire talk that I gave. Well, everybody, welcome back. I am so excited about the next several episodes of the Podcast Answer Man that are going to come immediately following this one. And the reason why is because I I really have been itching to get back at the answers or the questions and answers. You know, this is the Podcast Answer Man, of course. And I I do. I I just want to continue to provide relevant content for you guys. I want to thank you for all the feedback that each of you have been sending in, whether it be voicemail, whether it be via the email or the posts on the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum, comments on the blog. You guys are totally awesome, and it really does uh, inspire me to continue to push forward knowing that from these interviews that I've done that you guys are gaining great and wonderful insight that's helping you to improve the quality of your show to to improve the way that you build community with those who are listening to your shows. Um, it's it. That's why I do this. I mean, it really is why I do this show. This show started way before I started podcasting as a career. It started way before I started consulting work and charging people money to consult. It started way before I started selling audio gear. So this is my passion. This is my heart to teach people and, and to share with people what's going on in my life and how I'm able to experience success and then share that with you guys so that you will also be able to to share in this success. So anyway, PodCamp Nashville happened this weekend and uh, is obviously in Nashville, Tennessee. Drove down there. This is the second time I've been to PodCamp Nashville and had just a wonderful time last year. Met several folks for the very first time. Uh, there are there were a handful of people that I had interacted with through Twitter, through Facebook, through listening to their podcast and them listening to mine, interacting through email, stuff like that, that uh, it was great to meet them for the very first time face to face. And of course, that led to a lot of wonderful relationships that have developed over this last year. And some of those people that I had developed a relationship with over this past year I was able to see again this year, which made it all the more fun to go to PodCamp Nashville for the second time. Now, not only did I get to see several of the people that I met last year, but I met, I went to PodCamp Nashville this year with only two purposes in mind. Number one, to talk, because I like to talk. And can you imagine that? I wanted to give another presentation, and my presentation this year was called Confessions of a Full-Time Podcaster. And in essence, the whole description of the thing, of the talk that I gave was, hey, I've been, you know, last time I was here, I I gave you guys a very passionate display of why I quit my career and what I hope to do in the next year. And and basically, this was a follow-up to that talk and said, you know, hey, this is where I was, and this is how it's kind of gone since then, you know, and and so cuz so many things happened in 2008 that I never dreamed possible for example when i was doing when i had spoke at 
uh, PodCamp Nashville last year, I don't know if the idea had even crossed my mind. I don't think that it had that I would be doing uh, premium content through the Plus membership at that time. And if I did, it was just in my mind. It was a, it was it was just being birthed in my mind, and I had no idea how I was going to do it or if it would work. And so I was able to go back and share the the success that has taken place. And and more importantly, not just to say, hey, look at me, I'm successful. It wasn't that at all. It was more along the line of let me show you the success that I've received and 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 how and some awesome things that are going on. But let me tell you what it took to get there, in my opinion. And of course, for me, I know exactly what it was. And you're going to hear about that in the talk that I gave, which I'm going to play for you in just a moment. Before I do that, though, so so you you understand that was one purpose. My one purpose was to go down and say, hey, here's here's what I've learned over the last year. Take from it whatever you will. I, I I'm not here to to impart knowledge, but my understanding has always been, and my calling in life is to share what's going on in my life. And ultimately, I've just come to understand that people will usually walk away with a couple things that it's like, oh, light bulb off in the mind, and I'm gonna try that. And so, uh, sure enough, after the after the session, I had many people come up to me and just had some wonderful, awesome conversations. But the second purpose, the second purpose that I went there was not to learn anything in the sessions this time. I've gone to a lot of podcasts now, and I I typically will look over the session guide. And when I look over the session guide, I look to see if there's something that's that kind of um, appeals to me and says, oh my gosh, I have to be at this session. This is something that I specifically have been wanting to know about. I want to learn how to do this. I've seen other people doing it. And by golly, I want to do that. And there was one session out of, I don't know, 30 some odd sessions maybe. I There was one session that, that was like that. And so I went there not expecting to go to any, but when I saw the the list of other talks that were being given, I had to go to the retweet bot, which I'm really big into Twitter. I love Twitter. You guys know that. Follow me, twitter.com slash GSPN, stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Anyway, I love Twitter, and I'm, I'm thinking all the time about how can I set up groups, and and how can we communicate effectively as a community or, or, or whatever community that be, whether it be the whole GSPN community or whether it be the lost community, whatever the case may be. How do we set this up? How do we do this more effectively? And, and there was a session that talked about that. And I'm very excited about a thing called retweetbot.com. I'll probably cover that and interview the guys that started it up in the in the near future. Uh, I really want to let some things gel in my mind as to exactly how I want to use this. And then when I do, and once I experience what I hope to be some success with it, that's when you can expect a Podcast Answer Man episode from me on it. So just know that that's coming in the future. So I went there not, so I went there with the intention of giving my talk. And I did not have the intention of going to a session, but I did go to that one. And here's here's the second reason though. This this was my main strategy for going to PodCamp Nashville. And and I would encourage this be at least, if not the single most important strategy, at least a portion of the strategy for you to attend a PodCamp Nashville. And that was to make new connections and build relationships with people. There are a lot of people that are coming to these PodCamp uh, events. And I recall when I went to my very first PodCamp event, 
uh, PodCamp Boston was my very first one. I remember I was hitting all the sessions, and I and all this. I mean, I I would probably attended almost as many sessions as you can attend. Um, through you know, I I would it's like okay, there's a session from this hour to this hour. I want to be in this one. From this hour to this hour, I want to be in this one. Now, I did make some great connections with people at PodCamp Boston. In fact, there are some of those folks that I met in PodCamp Boston that are some of my greatest friends these these, these days. At least in my online world of connections, just some wonderful folks. Um that I really uh, admire them for who they are and 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 how much they actually build into my life. It's it's just really good stuff. But those those relationships kind of happened in the hallways. Uh, they they happened, you know, in you know, going out to lunch and sitting down at a table with them and having conversation. And and when I think back to Podcamp Boston, and this is this is just my own opinion. When I think back to Podcamp Boston, out of all the sessions I attended. I don't remember any of them. I don't. I, I with with the exception of one, I remember going to see uh, somebody who had done a session that was just really just out there, and and it talked about and it was just inspiring, encouraging stuff. And if anything, it really uplifted me. And then there was another one um, that Brian did from over at the TV show, and I went into that one, and it was about video podcasting. But you know, when it comes down to it, what did I take away from those lessons? Well, or those sessions? For me, the one thing I took away from the session that uh, Brian from the DV show did was the relationship that I now have with Brian from the DV show. What made the most impact was the fact that after the session, I went up went with my friend Chef Mark and, two, and, and the and the a few of us that were there sat down in a circle or stood in a circle and just talked for a while and of course back then Brian from the TV show was seriously wanting to quit his day job and go into new medium full time and and just to take it and go with it but um, he says you know I couldn't there's no way I can do that I got a wife I've got kids to support and of course I was there at that point in time at PodCamp Boston this was before this is when I had only put in my 90-day notice, by the way, when I was at PodCamp Nashville or, or PodCamp Boston. I had not even quit my job yet, and or I had not even left and started this thing full time. But I told him what I had done that you know, hey, come a couple months from now, I'm I'm out of there. I I'm doing this full time, and I have a wife and I have three kids, so it can be done. I I think. <laughs> and would you believe he's followed me all this time and and uh hearing the, all the episodes of Podcast Answer Man ever since and checking out a lot of the stuff we do live online over at gspn.tv/live. He has been following along and he's like, "Wow, it can be done." And now guess what? He's left his day job. He's doing it full time. See, these connections that I made in Podcast Boston, they were all after or in between or outside of the session. So when I went to PodCamp Nashville this time, I wanted to try something different. I wanted to, number one, I wanted to speak. I wanted to be able to get out there and I wanted to contribute to the conversation. I wanted to get up and in front of people and I wanted to share what, what, what's been going on in my life and how God has blessed it and, and not necessarily be out there as a, as a preaching sermon testimonial, but just to say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. If this is inspiring to you, then take it for what you will. But the big thing was I wanted to go and meet people. And I did. I, I, matter of fact, I, what I found is that it was very it was very tempting for me to take the folks that I met last year that I've developed great relationships and friendships with over the past year and just hang out with those people. 
And don't get me wrong, I certainly did hang out with those people, had some great follow-up conversations, had some face-to-face time with those people. But I did not just like stick to them like glue because that was more comfortable. And it would have been more comfortable. It was tempting. But instead, I made it a point to go out and I would find people who were standing by themselves, sitting by themselves, or even the most uncomfortable. I would go up to a group of three or four people who were sitting there talking, having a conversation, kind of laughing it up a bit, and then going up to that group of people and say, hey guys, I'm Cliff Ravenscraft, good to meet you, and just waiting to see if they are going to accept me into their small discussion group, which normally would freak me out. But here I am at PodCamp, and what I have to understand is that these people are here at PodCamp, they must have some interest in technology, geekery, whatever it is. And so that really helped break the ice automatically knowing what kind of conference I'm at. So at least I know there's something that they're interested in that I would have something to add to the conversation at least to to at least understand what the conversation's about. Whereas in other conferences, let's say like an insurance agents conference that I used to go to and all the guys would be sitting together in a group and they'd be drinking a beer and I'd go up and and uh, introduce myself and they're sitting there talking about stats of the football games or baseball games. And to be honest with you, I didn't know which one they were talking about unless they actually said something like field goal or touchdown or or anything <laughs> batting average. Uh, but. And honestly, when they talked about those things, those were the only words I understood out of anything. And I never knew any of the people that they were talking about, the big, huge stars that that make $50 billion a year and all that stuff. I, I completely got lost. But in podcamps, folks, go and introduce yourself to people. I will tell you, this year, um, it, it my, my goal in the past has been to get and to give as many business cards as possible. And trust me, I went with a ton of business cards, but I didn't do it. I actually did. I, I gave out a lot of business cards. I received a lot of business cards, but nothing like what I, I, I came away from PodCamp Boston with probably 150 business cards. I came away from PodCamp Nashville with about 40. And those 40 people were 40 people that I literally had anywhere between a three-minute to 35-minute conversation with. And it was fun. I got to know the person. In fact, I could go through the cards and likely recall their face and some sort of idea about who they are, what they're doing, why they were at PodCamp, what they're hoping to do once they get back home, and all of these things. And and it's not for the, it wasn't just for the purpose of, hey, if you need help, I'm available for consulting. And by the way, I do equipment sales. Did that come up in conversation? Sometimes it did. And did they have the business card that kind of assumes that that's what I do? Sure they do. But it was really about connecting with people. And I want to tell you, if there's anything that my consulting clients that call me off the phone, call me up on the phone after finding me on a Google search under podcast consultant, there's one thing that I try to get all of my clients to understand It is that this whole thing, this whole podcasting, new media, this social networking thing is not just about having your presence there. It's about investing in the lives and in relationships and in the conversation with other people. Not to other people, not at other people. It's conversations with other people. And hopefully... I think that as much as I hate to have a limit of 20 minutes 
for a talk at a podcamp, which by the way, PodCamp Nashville organizers, you guys did a phenomenal job this year. You did totally awesome. Um, and and it and the the multi rooms the having multiple rooms where sessions were going concurrently this year versus one single location last year. You guys did a fantastic job. My only my only suggestion is that you keep the options for twenty you know twenty five minute sessions, but also add a secondary track and a secondary room for people who want to have a forty five or fifty minute talk because honestly there is too much for some topics to be covered in 20 minutes there were there were a lot of presentations that I've heard about walking away from this people just did not get their key points in and uh and and it's kind of frustrating to go to a session and and not be able to have the person who really is passionate about something who really has something awesome to share but then not be able to share it because well they just ran out of time so with that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, my this portion of the show up. I'm going to go ahead and let the rest of this be my talk from PodCamp. Um, so that's coming up right now. And uh, just to be uh, reminding you guys, if you're looking for some audio gear, please give me a call, area code 859-620-2644. That is not any Grand Central number. That is my cell phone number. Call me personally if you want, 859-620-2644. That's for uh, if you want to set up uh, any consulting one-on-one, we can schedule that. Uh, Or if you're looking for audio gear, we can talk about that. I'd love to help you out. If you're looking to leave feedback, uh, future topics for this show, uh, we've got a bunch of topics that are coming your way very shortly. That phone number for the listener line, for the voicemail line, is area code 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. 4067. And of course, you can always email me, Cliff, C-L-I-F-F, at podcastanswerman.com. We'll talk to you soon. And now here's the talk from PodCamp Nashville uh, that I did, Confessions of a Full-Time Podcaster. I'll tell you what, uh, PodCamp is one of my favorite experiences through any given year, no matter where it's at. It's nothing, There's nothing like getting together with a bunch of other geeks. And I mean that in the most endearing term as well. I just want to let you guys know, if you're not familiar with who I am, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm just going to give you some basic information about myself. I'm married and I have three children, ages nine, seven, and three. I started podcasting with my wife as a hobby in December of 2009 about the TV show Lost. In January of 2008, this past year, I quit my day job to pursue podcasting as my full-time career. Prior to podcasting, I worked as an insurance agent for 11 years in a family-run insurance agency making more than $85,000 a year. What was I thinking? Why would somebody leave a solid career in this economy to start a business in a field where there's absolutely no proven track record? The answer to that question, I'm going to share with you four words, and I'm going to come to the four words later in my talk here in just a few moments. Those four words are passion, community, a calling, and what I will call fulfilling work. Today, my wife and I produce more than 20 of our very own podcasts, and we have released more than 1,300 podcast episodes in the past three years. 
Each week, our shows are downloaded by well over 25,000 people around the world. And honestly, that number is about a year old because I quit checking my stats about a year ago. One question many people ask me, how do you pay the bills? Number one, I do podcast consulting through podcastanswerman.com. Next up, I want to let you know that I also sell audio equipment, professional audio gear for one of the world's largest leaders in professional audio sources to all the radio stations from around the world. And so if you're ever interested in any kind of portable digital recorders, high LPR 40 microphones, which are the, the golden microphone of the podcasting industry, I have all of that for sale. Anything you see up here in my hands is for sale today, in fact. Uh, but anyway, so I, I pay the bills through podcast consulting, one-on-one -on -one with individuals. Uh, I teach groups of people how to podcast. I do some new media marketing for people. In fact, I was just hired by a United States senator to be their new media marketing person for their campaign. Uh, for re-election, so uh, definitely th these kind of things never would have happened had I not stepped out in faith and did what I was called to do, to lead a life where I was pursuing my passion and fulfilling work. We'll get back to that. Anyway, uh, back to how I make money. So I have one of our shows out of the more than 20 that has a sponsor, and they pay a good chunk of change on a monthly basis, not by CPM, but by perceived value of what the community and the audience that I bring to the table. I have not provided them any stats with any download numbers, anything at all, but what they do have is a, they've given me a promo code, GSPN, at Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com, if anybody's interested, shopping cart, 10% off, also lets them know that their word's getting out. And after six months, I thought, ooh, this is the test, are they gonna renew? They did. Anyways, how am I going to pay the bills? Podcast consulting, audio equipment sales. Last year I sold more than $33,000 worth of audio equipment. And then of course, the big thing is, is I had a friend of mine ask me, where do you want to be in five years from now? This is a profound question and I'm going to ask you guys to think about this yourself. Where do you see yourself? Where would you like to be five years from now? And what I found is that I love the fact that I left my career in insurance, which was a miserable, soul-sucking job, as my friend in England will tell me. Um, but I will tell you that it, I make I, right now, currently, I'm making less money than I made in my insurance career. But I'm happier than I've ever been before. And what this person asked me, he says, where do you want to see yourself in five years? Well, I'd love to continue to consult. Eventually, I want to get to the point where... I'm able to produce content that's entertaining, educational, encouraging, and inspiring. That's my goal. I want to pursue my passion of sharing my life online in a real, transparent, and authentic way that people can relate to and connect with, and then to connect with those people individually, and I want to connect those people to each other, and we want to do one thing, and that is we all want to get together and pursue a more balanced life. That's what it's all about for me. So how am I going to do that? He says, where do you want to be in five years? I said, I would like to be in a place where all of my bills are paid for from the content I produce. And he didn't, he didn't wait for me to answer the question. He asked the question. He says, then do something every single day between now and the next five years. You have to do something every day, no matter how small, to take one step closer to achieving that. And so that's when GSPN.TV Plus membership came about. And basically what, um, and I'm going to say basically a lot because I'm real and authentic and that's who I am. And, and before it used to be actually and it used to be ums and ahs, but now it's basically. So where was I? 
As of uh, GSPN.TV Plus membership, I decided how in the world could I make a living doing podcast content? One of the things I didn't want to do is I did not want to go out and seek out advertisers. I don't want to play the numbers game because for me, I don't care if I have 25,000 listeners or 285,000 listeners. It means nothing to me because I'm more concerned about personal one-on-one relationships with people who are interested in pursuing relationships that are uh, geared towards living a more balanced life. Because prior to being an insurance, my calling in life, I thought, was going to be a full-time pastor. What I realized is that I could do ministry through podcasting, through helping people pursue a balanced life. And many people will probably understand and come to understand that the fact that what drives me to live a more peaceful, more balanced life, where I spend more time with my wife and my children, I spend more time, and I know it doesn't look like it, but walking five miles a day, (laughs) I do that, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, And, and reading books that help improve the way that I look at things, my perspective in life. Many people come to understand through listening to our podcast that it's through Jesus Christ that gives me the inspiration to do that. And so that's just a a side benefit. So one of the things that I recognize is how in the world am I going to be able to do this but not have to go out and chase advertisers? How am I going to do this to where eventually I won't have to work 20 hours a week doing podcast consulting? How am I going to work myself out of this? And so Plus Membership came along. Plus Membership is $10 a month for our network. And what you do is you pay $10 a month, and it's not just for podcasts. But however, what we do is we have many of our shows. We have about five of our shows where every episode of everything we do is 100% free. But our our TV show, The Weekly Lost Podcast, how many people in here know The Weekly Lost Podcast? So there's four people in this audience that know that, six people in this audience that know The Weekly Lost Podcast. We release two episodes per month, and the other six episodes per month are released only to our Plus members who are paying $10 a month. So you might ask yourself, who in the world is going to pay $10 a month for podcasting? That's impossible. And I said, well, I don't care if it's impossible. It's what I have to do, or else I'm going to have to quit podcasting and go back to my soul-sucking job in insurance. And I'll just let you know, this year when my licenses went to renew, I did not renew them. I have no intentions of ever going back to that job ever again. Yay. Exactly. Why would anybody pay $10 a month? Here's the answer. It's not just about the content. It's about community. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to play, first off, Jenny from Rochester, New York. And I'm going to let a Plus member tell you why they would pay $10 a month. Hi, my name is Jenny, and I'm from Rochester, New York. I'm a mother of a young son, and I work full-time, and I spend a lot of time listening to GSPN podcasts. I started listening because I was into Lost, and I was looking for Lost podcasts. And I can't believe what I found in GSPN and just the the inspiration and sense of community that I feel by listening to their podcast. I really feel connected to Cliff and Stephanie, and it's really important to me, and I, I think it's changing my life. It's inspiring me to live better, and I'm just so thankful for all that they do, and that's why I'm a Plus member, and I'm really proud of that fact. Very rarely in insurance did I ever get a call like that. <laughs> Here's another one. This is from Chris Oatley from California. I, You know, Plus membership is just awesome, and I, you, know, you can say the word community, and that has a certain you know, importance in our nation right now and in our world. I think people are, are hungry for community and connection, but it's a whole other thing to experience it. 
And I will say, you know, from firsthand experience, uh, Cliff and Stephanie pour themselves into this community and they are getting, you know, obviously all kinds of emotional benefits from it because that's, we just emotionally benefit when we have interaction with each other as humans. But, you know, they are no frills. They are not making, you know, uh, uh, very much money off of this thing. It's not like they have vested interests. They are just really have a heart for people and they have a real heart to connect and they realize that emotional currency is worth way more than financial currency and this is just proven to me time and time again as I interact with them uh, online or on the phone or whatever and uh, they are just I just think you guys are doing a fantastic job at GSPN and, and just I think the proof is in the pudding. You don't get 179. It's hard to get 179 listeners to a podcast. You don't get 179 people signing up for a plus membership without it meaning something. You know, obviously, people are going and finding the value. 179 people have found the value in this kind of thing, and I just can't speak uh, more highly about it. It's just amazing. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Basically... That was 197 people that he talked about that were PLUS members, and that was about two months ago. Today we're at 257 PLUS members, and we're adding approximately 30 new PLUS members per month on, on our network. And so it very much seems like in, in five years from now, I'll be able to just produce in, entertaining, encouraging, educating, and inspiring content for, as my full-time career, and just be paid simply to do that. And I'm going to tell you that none of this would happen if it weren't for what I think drives me to do what I do. And it's definitely not for the money. Definitely not for the money. Although I think the money will eventually come. I, I read a book that said once, I think it was Dan Miller quoted somebody else who he had read who said, uh, basically, find something that you love to do so much that you'd be willing to do it for free. And then get so great at it that people would be willing to pay you to do it. And I took that to heart, and that's exactly what I do. So every single day, every single week, I'm looking to consistently improve upon what I do and what my passion is. And I have a couple passions. My number one passion is podcasting. I love podcasting. I just love the technology behind it. And so I'm consistently spending time learning how to improve my audio quality. I'm learning how to not say actually all the time, but replacing it with basically instead. Um, So I'm, I'm consistently trying to improve how I communicate with people without getting my my very opinionated self out there telling people they're doing things wrong on Facebook and tagging and by the way only you can prevent Facebook tagging spam um, <laughs> you have to go to my Facebook 101 video episode number four for that one so anyway uh, how do we build community first of all we didn't do it from money so if we didn't do it for the money why did we do it And it comes back to the same answer of why would I leave $85,000 a year where in five years my dad was supposed to retire and I was supposed to take over the insurance agency and making six figures a year. Why would I leave that? Why would I leave that? Because I was miserable in my day-to-day job. I did insurance because that's what my mom and dad expected me to do. And I was great at insurance. I won every award that you could win in insurance. I went on trips all around the world. And not only did I give up the money that I gave up, but I gave up all expenses, paid trips to anywhere in the world I wanted to go every single year. We gave up a lot to pursue podcasting. In fact, last year when I started podcasting, I had absolutely no clients. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I had one client. 
uh, CorvetteChief.com if anybody's interested. Uh, I had one client at the time. I had no idea that I could sell audio equipment and, and make money doing that. I had one sponsor at the time and, and had no idea how I was gonna get more sponsors and I wasn't even planning to charge anybody for any of the content. I just did that because I love to do it. So why would I do all that? Well, number one, I believe you've got to follow your passion in life. You know, to sit there and think that we're going to work every single day and, and one day when we turn 65 years old, we'll finally be able to live life. Well, that's just not going to do it for me. And, and so I'm reading all these books now that just confirm that that's not the way to live life. You got to have passion in your life. And so I, I will tell you, I may make less money, but I have experienced so much more uh, joy in my life through connecting with what I do, sharing my heart, sharing what God lays on my heart. And really, honestly, I don't get in this to teach other people how to live a better life. I feel compelled myself to become a better husband, a better father, to, to actually get another 65 pounds off of this gut. This is what I do, and I go out, and I'm walking through my neighborhood, and I'm going like this. Hey, everybody, this is Cliff. I'm out here walking through my neighborhood. <sighs> I'm walking up this hill, and, and I'm talking as I'm recording, and it's an episode, it's a podcast called My Crazy Life. There's 376 episodes of me out there walking, talking as I'm walking five miles, and you can go and listen to it at mycrazylifepodcast.com if you want to. And, and people are emailing me saying, Cliff, you don't understand. You changed my life. I, I used to sit in front of the computer all day long, and you inspired me to get out. And now I'm jogging six kilometers a day. I have no idea what six kilometers is, but I understand it's a lot. And community. There's a sense of community that I have felt and longed for my entire life as being a part of a ministry of a church. I've always desired to do life with other people. And I, I never experienced the level of community in all my years in the Christian church as I do now through a community who build relationships, build and establish relationships around shared passions. You, instead of talking about religion and politics, let's talk about the TV show Lost. Let's talk about what we enjoy together about uh, the Macintosh computer over at helpigotamac.com. Let's talk about podcasting at podcastanswerman.com. Let's talk about these passions that I have, and let's build relationships around these passions. And so the other thing is, is a, it's passion, it's community, it's a calling. I definitely felt called to do something different with my life. And, and, and that calling was evident, evident to everybody but me. My listeners listening to My Crazy Life said, Cliff, get out of that soul-sucking job and go and do this. But I said, I can't. Nobody's going to pay for content. I don't want to go out and get advertisers, and I don't know who would hire me to talk about this stuff that I just love to do. I'm telling you right now, I do podcast consulting. I paid $95 an hour to talk about stuff I love to talk about. And I never knew that. It, it, what I found is that pursue your passion, pursue a calling, and work towards fulfilling uh, a fulfilling life and people will be drawn to you people will be drawn to you when you when you live a life of passion and you live a life that is focused about community and relationships and you're living out a calling and you're seeking out and living out a fulfilling life people will want to be a part of that and so that's what i found so how do i build community and i've got like three minutes left and we're going to go through these real quick how do you, people call me up for podcast consulting. I'll tell you all the technicals, ins and outs, and everything of building a, of how to put a podcast together, how to improve the quality of your podcast, um, equipment hookups. 
I'll even sit down and share with you all the techniques that I've used. But the one thing I really don't like is when somebody says, Cliff, I'd like to hire you for maybe four or five hours to talk to me on the phone and give me some step-by-step things on how I can build an audience of 35,000 people. And so I can eventually charge money for a premium membership. And I said, you can hire me and I will tell you how I did it. Chances are you won't be interested. Because it's, for me, it's all about community, and it's one person at a time. One person at a time. You have to interact with your audience. So if, if, you can, if you're taking down notes about anything, write down one person at a time. And, and these, are, these are the prescriptions of what made, made this all happen for me. Answer every email. I, I burn through 60 emails a day. And I respond. I spend four to six hours of my day responding to people. I've actually taken somebody who says, you guys totally suck. I hate your podcast. I wish you would talk less about yourself and more about the TV show Lost. I would spend, well, first of all, I learned to take three days uh, hiatus from that and, and let it sit in my inbox so I don't write back this, this uh, defensive response. And then I come back and I respond with kindness. And, and, I, and I share with that. And do you know that maybe one out of every 10 times that I get an extremely negative, critical feedback, that within three or four months those people are signing up to be plus members because they want to support what we're doing? I mean, answering every email, take every opportunity. Respond to comments on your blog. If you have a podcast, you should also have a blog and it should have comments open, unless you have a forum, which you shouldn't have off the bat. I'll talk to you about that in a second. Respond to every comment. Here, let me give you some tricks on this, okay? Number one, when you get a comment on your blog, it should be emailed to you. If it's emailed to you, respond to them personally via email if they gave their email address. Don't stop there. Take your response that you sent to them personally and also post it visibly as a following comment on the blog so that other people who read your show notes, read the comment, and see that you've also responded to the comment. That says that you're approachable. Open a voicemail line for your, for your uh, podcast. A free voicemail line that sends uh, voicemails to you via email. You can play them just like the two I just played for you guys here today. Take those and play those voicemails in your podcast and respond to those people and talk to those people. Have conversations. Take every opportunity to invest in the lives of the people who listen to you. One thing that I genuinely hate as a podcast consultant is, I, is the complaint. I only have 40 people who listen to my podcast. And I say, name, how, how many of those 40 people can you give me their names for? I want first and last names. And I've not met anyone who can give me more than three. I've got 25,000 listeners plus. I, I could care less how many plus there is. I can guarantee you, give me a list and a piece of paper, and I can guarantee you I could give you the names of at least four to 6,000 of those people, first and last names. And I can also give you probably about 15 threaded conversations in Gmail on conversations that I've built and, and established relationships over time. Authenticity is what it takes. Genuinely love people. Finding ways to connect with your audience must be a priority. Then next, you need to find a, a way to connect your audience with each other. One last thing I'll say, and I know that 20 minutes just is not enough, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be watching the session right after this because I'm really interested in retweet bots, but immediately following that session, I'll go upstairs and I'll spend the entire rest of the day, if you want to just uh, pound me with questions, I'll be up there, I'll spend the rest of the day answering questions about it. But when do you start a forum? 
Never start a forum until you start to get at least 25 to 35 comments posted on your blog for every single episode. When you start to get 25 to 35 blog comments, then it's time to move it over to a forum. If you do it beforehand, you, you, people come into the forum, they come into a ghost town, this place is dead and inactive. So it's all about that. Um, and is there time for questions? Unfortunately not. I want to make sure the next person has time to set up here as well. But I do want to say a couple things. Follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com slash GSPN. Stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. More than 100 episodes with podcasting advice can be found at podcastanswerman.com. And you can also check out gspn.tv. And I encourage you to just go to gspn.tv slash about. You can read about who Cliff and Stephanie are and what our commitment to our content and our community is. And thank you very much. And I'll be here for the rest of the day.